Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is absolutely incredible to be with you today, especially. It's Tuesday, which you know what that means. That means I'm here with the man himself, Wade Breezy. How are we doing, Wade? I'm great, 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 great. Is that, what was that from? Nutty Professor? I don't know. Something. I, One of I, think, I think that's correct. I think that's correct. I um, know every movie, John. I have a problem. Uh, the brain space that is like designed for remembering survival and healthy things for family and all those things, it's just completely stored with Eddie Murphy 90s trivia. Um, and that's okay. We Not even a little a, bit upset. On, on, on every road trip, we should have a bonus movie trivia oh. question in our stuff. Oh, I freaking love that, man. Now, this show today, I'm excited about today because this is episode 852 for the 49ers Rush. And if you haven't yet, go subscribe to Wayne, uh, his channel, all that stuff. It's in the description of this audio video, wherever you're listening and or watching. But I have so many questions that have been, I just haven't gotten to yet. And so this is going to be kind of a question satchel Q&A. And if you're watching live, get your questions in. We got Clayton, the professor, behind the scenes. We're going to be tagging those. What's up, Debbie? Oh, man, always good to see Debbie. Uh, love the crowd that's coming in. Uh, look at that, all black Oscar. Uh, he, he, he getting you. You know what's funny? Wayne doesn't even know this. Wayne doesn't even know this. I don't. I was on his show a week ago. And we were doing rookie numbers, and we were having discussion about all these numbers, right? Well, I, I took that idea and ran with it. Wayne is, you know, he, he's got great ideas always. So we are going to be doing the best to ever wear a certain jersey number. We're doing two numbers an episode. And in today's episode, is number three and five. He's wearing number five. Oh, I like this. He didn't even know that. It would have been three and four, but we talked about number four on his show last week, so I wanted to switch it up because I wanted to know his opinion on five. And look at that. Shows up wearing jersey number five. That's what's up, man. That's what's like up. It. So, all right. Well, without further ado, get your questions in the chat. We've got a whole bunch to get here. We're just going to roll as much as we can. Let's start with jersey number three. So, oh, what's up, Jack? How we doing? Who is the best 49ers player to wear jersey number three? So let me go through just some of these names in consequ or consequential in sequential, sequential. order. There it is. <laughs> There's consequences um, to this, though, John. There are consequences. We got about 10. So I'm going to go through these guys quick. Jim Miller, he was a punter back in the 80s. Tom Oras, uh, he played for two years. Tommy Thompson was a punter back in 95 through 97. 
Um, Rick Meyer, the quarterback, kind of played one year, but not really. Jeff Chandler, Cody Pickett, Jeff Reed, C.J. Beathard. And now we're into the recent guys. Joukowsky Tart, he wore it for one year. And Ray Ray McLeod uh, as the most recent. So I put this poll out on Twitter this morning. Um, it's not a very good... <laughs> <laughs> number um but who is somebody that kind of stood out to you in those number three whatevers um it's gonna was... come down to tart and ray ray right and see and another thing too is tart only played one year wearing jersey number three well, well so, so did ray ray yeah, so did ray ray that's how bad it is so right you could compare year for year which person had more impact I, for me, Tart dropping that interception in that yeah. NFC Championship game hurt my blood. I don't yeah. know if you can hurt blood, but it hurt my blood. Still hurts. I'm, I'm going to go with Ray Ray, who had that 76-yard touchdown run end round. Shout out that was to, huge. That was huge. Shout out to uh, uh, what's the other wide receiver that had the, the crackback block? Uh, we just re-signed him. Willie, uh, Willie Sneed, the fifth. Willie Sneed. Yeah, Willie Sneed. Fourth. Yeah, shout out to him on the blocking. Wide receivers blocked really well on that play. Offensive line was great. I'm going to go with Ray Ray. I, I, I like Ray Ray, which is weird because I feel like uh, Eddie said no, but Beathard was terrible. Yeah, he was bad. He was bad. But he was fun. He was tough. We should have named Beathard. You're right. We should have named him. But what's crazy is he's still in the NFL. Like, he's oh, a number Jaguar. two quarterback. Uh, Yeah, with – it's 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 interesting to me. The one thing that I would say, I don't know if this <laughs> persuades you or changes anything, but if we look at Jim Miller, he was the punter for the 1981 Super Bowl team. Oh. Does that increase anything or take away anything, or you're just like, all right? Yeah, because he got a ring, ring. He got a ring, ring. And so, hmm. I mean, no Pro Bowls. It wasn't like he was like exceptional. He was just yeah. the punter on the team. I'm still gonna go with my boy Ray Ray. Man, I was wrong because I put I didn't even put Ray Ray on the top four of this. I was wrong. Oh, you didn't I, have him in the poll questions? I didn't even have because I was like one year. I was like Tart, you got to include because everything you did beforehand. But I, I think you're right. I think you're right. I, I was I, wrong. I, I, I don't mind being wrong, but I feel like Ray Ray's uh, impact on this team going into year two, his final year of his contract. I know a lot of people feel like he might be on the bubble. I'm like, how can you put this man on the bubble? Like, he literally won a game for us. That one play helped us huge. win that game. <laughs> Question. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. If Ronnie Bell makes this roster, is there uh, – here, is there a way Ronnie Bell and Ray Ray make the active 53 together? That's the toughest question. They're, they're 12 <laughs> wide receivers. Two, they already cut one. You you said, you said last week, we have too many damn receivers. You need to cut one of these guys and bring somebody else in. They do exactly that. Like, Wade, you have been on. I've got a couple questions in here that I, I even retweeted this morning, the Senior Bowl tweet, where they did like a, a piece on how the 49ers signed five super, uh, Senior Bowl players. And I was like, Wayne was telling us. Wayne was telling us the whole time. I'm just saying, man. I, I, I the, the 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 Senior Bowl is a great place to be because uh, you get a really good you you can, you can kind of feel once you understand your team, you can kind of feel who would be a 49er without even knowing yeah. if there was a formal interview or not. And unfortunately, the 49ers, you know. 
they they were they're just drafted. They drafted late in this draft. So a lot of other guys that I saw could be 49ers. They just were never going to fall to that late in the third round. No. But the senior bowl was really cool because you can see which players would shape out and kind of like fit the mold and the culture, which I think is most important. And their skill set is great. What they could do on the field, how smart they are is great. Can they fit the culture of this team? I think that was really cool. So talking to some of those players, speaking of Ronnie Bell, I was so like, if it, any other person I interviewed got on camera, Ronnie Bell, I was so, I don't want to say starstruck. He was just a, he was a Wolverine. It's the only thing I cared about. Yeah. Like, I just didn't, I didn't even know what to say other than, yo, man, like we, we talked about the Wolverines. That was it. I didn't even think about 49ers, but, you know, he took a couple photos with your boy. So Ronnie Bell was cool, calm, and collected. I, I feel like that even shows up on tape, right? Like you can, it shows up on it, tape. It's weird when you watch the coaches' film, like you see how the players interact coming out of the huddle after the play. Personality comes across. The eye in the sky, it doesn't lie. And check this out. Nicholas Parra, the godfather, he says, what's up, brothers? Thanks for the super chat, Nick. Um, thanks for providing us with the best collab. Oh, I like that. Um, not so much in the jersey numbers, but they must retire the real Go 80 um, in the entire NFL. I would like that, just like number 42 in Major League Baseball. Um, I like that, too. I like that, too. You know, we uh, dropped my son off this morning. Every morning I drop my son off at football practice. And it's pretty cool. We, he goes to Muir in Pasadena, which is Jackie Robinson's high school. So every single morning, whenever I go to drop him off, I pass the you know the forty-two scoreboard on the baseball field, and every I'm just I'm nostalgic, man. So like I like that. Uh, you are yeah. nostalgic too. You very much so. It's are. an issue. It is an no, issue. It's <laughs> Nick. Uh, he weighs in on the tart thing. He says the drop, the tart drop goes down with Roger Craig's fumble. Oh, I don't know about that. The Giants uh, play that prevented us from winning at all. Craig is great though. Tart. I, I wouldn't put Tart in the greats category, Correct. but man, he was so solid for so long. It's such a good dude. I agree, I, but I, yeah, I agree. it hurts. But, I hate when I, plays players go out like that. I think he meant the play, though. Yeah. So like, not the not the player, but the play. So like, there are a couple of plays. So like, let's do this. Let's throw a curveball. Let's go <laughs> with. Plays that impacted the 49ers oh. to where they lost. So where would you put the Kyle Wood? Oh, God dang it. Why? Yeah. Yep. I, I don't even say his name. I don't say his name ever. So so the KW. That's okay. number one for me. That's number yeah. one for me. I need What I need, though, I need Ronnie Bell to watch the show and kind of get out of that jersey. <laughs> <laughs> you got to. But see, I don't know. I kind of like. Taking over, I don't no, want to call it curse. Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt 55 times in that jersey. Yeah. Number. He got hurt before he came to us. He <laughs> got point, hurt before he came. Good point. Zane, good point. So Zane Gonzalez and Ronnie Bell are wearing 10 currently, correct? Yeah, Is that Zane right? can keep it and then be gone. Yeah. Zane ain't, ain't going to be there. Uh, the tart drop hurt more than rupturing my Achilles, <laughs> oh, says no. Paul Hope. Oh, dang. <laughs> oh, he did no, it in the same Paul. day. Oh, oh no. that's a rough day. I would put the Kyle Williams fumbles number one for me. And it's easy to look at the tart drop. I'm not so sure we win that game, even if they do get it. Nah, was that was sign, that was kind of the sign, seal, and delivered. Yeah. You get that ball. You got four something plus six minutes to run that ball out. We Kyle thought Sh that the Super Bowl though too with that interception. No, I remember the the, the, the Super Bowl oh. was different because Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> 
decided to put the ball into Jimmy Garoppolo's hand and have him close out the game instead of just running the goddamn ball. That was Kyle Shanahan's brain fartness. It but was bad. It was. I bad. felt like he overcame that. It it, it was in his hands. <laughs> Uh, Oscar, going all controversial here. Tart is not the reason we lost. Oscar, that's I, not I, controversial. I, I agree with Tart. I, I mean, I'm not I saying that's Oscar. why we lost. Would that have sealed the game? I'm not so sure. It's easy to look back and say, man. Hindsight, I mean, it was right? by far one of the most influential plays that could have gone our way. Um, yeah, Nick says those were horrible too. Why do you remind me? I hate the Giants. I hate the Giants. I hate. Gotta, I hate the Giants a lot. Thursday night. But yeah, I know. I'm excited about that game actually, and I think that's a weird game. Both like. That's going to be a weird game. That's a but, weird game. That's a yeah. possible L. I they, I, I don't want to talk about losses, but it's possible. It's weird. Great coaches. It's the coach of the year, Dave Ball, and the runner-up for coach of the year last year, Shanahan. I think that's cool. And so, like, the football, like, whatever in me is like, ooh, we're going to see some fun X's and O's, some fun scheming, some fun stuff. I, I think that's going to be huge. Uh, Kenny Power says the Tyler Croft missed block. He didn't Again, miss I don't block, put that though. all on Croft either. He, he, if, it wasn't if, good. It wasn't it, good. Well, it wasn't bad neither, John. I it mean, wasn't awful. It wasn't, it, it wasn't it, awful. It, it wasn't awful, right? It was one of those timing situations, right? How long can I hold this weight up? The pat and the ball before he <laughs> yeah, threw it, even yeah. though he was open. <laughs> There's just, lots of things. There's I mean, lots I'm of just things. saying for Croft, I mean, I know he's going to get the blunt of it. I mean, I mean, you get Hassan <laughs> Reddick and he goes around him. I get it because it happened on him. But it was almost one of those things like, all right, man, I, I can block him for a certain amount of time, but you got to get rid of this ball. Because yeah. Look at Jordan. He says, we really going to pick these wounds open? It's before noon. Yes. Come on. Let's yes. switch it up. All I'm right. Sorry. We went down I'm the sorry. negative trade. Uh, but well, we got it, to. We got to. Th- you got to get it out. You got to get it out. I agree. You got to release. The, yeah. You got to release your Delph. You don't know where you're going until you know where you came from. Um, That's the way it goes. All right, let's get to a question from Niall on Patreon. This one was interesting. He says, if Purdy ends up being the guy this year, and I want to reframe the way he put this question, let's say Purdy is healthy week one. What do you do? Do you have to cut a quarterback? Do you have to trade a quarterback? Can you keep three QBs on the active roster? That's the way I want to frame this. Because, Wayne, you know more than most. We could talk about keeping Ronnie Bell. We could talk about keeping – I want to talk about an undrafted free agent running back later in the show. We can talk about keeping an extra D end, extra wide receiver, whatever else. But the numbers all come down to something. They come down to something. If – and this is a huge if – I don't think Purdy will be back week one. But let's play this game. He's back week one. Is there a world where you are okay keeping three quarterbacks on this active roster? Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. think you have to i think too um yeah I, I i don't think you want to but you have two quarterbacks coming back from injury and one quarterback that hasn't that came back from injury last year <laughs> yeah. but if he, he came back throughout the season which is in sam darnold then you got your uh, your your veteran guy right and so this four quarterbacks i think you have to even if even in a perfect world what purdy comes back 
and returns for week one action. I think Trey Lance is your backup, and then your emergency guy would be Sam Darnold, and then you'll never kind of be in that situation you were in in the NFC Championship. And so I'm kind of looking at it. But then when you do that, John, five receivers, six receivers, what are we doing? Less running backs. Where we you got to lose something. Away? You got to lose something. And we're talking about extra linebackers, wide receivers, old linemen. Oh, look at this. Aaron, 49ers first takes. What's Aaron, up, man? I, I, after 3 p.m. <laughs> Eastern, like, I kind of start winding down. Remember, I'm up at like 4 a.m. So 3 p.m. Eastern, I'm winding down. But shout out to my man, Aaron, y'all. I was on a show last week uh, on Thursday after the, the schedule release. And I look like Walking Dead, meet Fear of the Walking Dead, meet World War Z. I was a zombie. I was. We were texting that day, and you're like, man, I don't even get to watch the game. I don't even get to watch I the schedule pissed. release. I don't even get it. I'm working. I was pissed. Yeah, it's frustrating, man. Is, but we, we got you. Aaron, thank you so much for the super chat and all you do. Go check out 49ers First Takes if you haven't already. Um, let's do this, okay? L- let's switch this up a little bit. I got a question from Deadpool76, which I just wanted to read that name. I like that name on Twitter. I heard there's he a Deadpool wanted... coming out, too, by the way. Who is there? I'm totally down for that. I like original content. I think they do a good job. They do something different. Um, he asked this question. Again, going back to nostalgia. He talked about, is a good comp for D-Winners, the 49ers rookie, Jamie Wilborn? Um, now, again, we're going back old school. Let me just pull up for those of you that don't know Jamie Winborn, he was the 49ers linebacker, second round pick in the 2001 draft. Um, came out of Vanderbilt, really, really smart guy. Played for the Niners for five years, bounced around. I think he had a 10 year career. But the the question that was posed to me, and I like D winners, the things that kind of came across for me was Winters is way faster, D winners, but less explosive and powerful. Um, again, you look at the measurements and kind of the way D D winners plays, he gets there quick. He's not like your Patrick Willis blow people up and all that kind of stuff. So I put the explosiveness on, um, Wilborn's side, but they are similar in a lot of ways. Um, I don't know. What are your thoughts on D winners game that, that, you know, now that we've had time to dive into it? I mean, you have to utilize what his strength is. His strength is speed, right? And so his, his strength is speed and his innate ability to get to the quarterback. I mean, I think that's kind of like what it comes down to. Uh, on occasion, he can drop in coverage and, and play like a safety with that type of speed. So, therefore, he can kind of get you a couple of interceptions. But he's, he's kind of, I don't want to say he's undersized. He's a little undersized, a little short, right? But his speed, that's what you're going you're gonna to utilize his speed. And and I would be, it would be uh, emissive if Steve Wilkes doesn't do that. We know Steve Wilkes. Here's the one thing. I'm 100% positive with Steve Wilkes. He's going to blitz, which means he's going to be aggressive, which means he's counting and banking on his men to get home. You send more men than the men can block, somebody's getting home. And so that's, I kind of like it, right? Look at even, and I know we're not talking about Jalen Graham. It's not a segment, but even with Jalen Graham, he doesn't have the same speed as a D Winters. But to me, he's more on track of of where the ball's going to be. So I like the D. Winters pick. Uh, I know his comp has been uh, Dre Greenlaw, sort of here to say, because of his pass, uh, pass, uh, you know, being able to drop back in coverage type of ability. But he's not going to hit you like Greenlaw. 
Now, I don't think anybody mm-hmm. in the league hit you like Green. Greenlaw should have been on the Patrick Willis-Navarro-Bowman team. That would yeah. have been sick. Well, you remember Shanahan said, that's Mike Tyson wearing a 49ers jersey. Like, right. It literally got a penalty for throwing uppercuts, which I think he hit the ball every time. I'm just going to be honest on that I, one. But, watch uh, how they're working with their hands. I know people will be like, why? Why are they boxing? Violent <laughs> hands, baby. Violent yep. hands. And I'll say this, too, just sticking with this. I know it's not his segment either. Robert Bill Jr., one oh. of the things I walked away from his tape was his hands are incredible. Yeah, His hands are great. Yeah, the best hands in the NFL from the defensive line perspective, Nick Bosa. And so going to a spot where he's already good at, he's got to get you know better coaching, working with Trent, you know, working with Bosa and all that stuff. I'm just saying it's one of those underappreciated things, how good you are with your hands and using them as tools to get you where you want to go. And let's just go with it. Kali says, man, Jalen Graham, I heard, looked good. Uh, what are your thoughts real quick on Jalen Graham? And I, not so much him versus Winters, but – He's a different type of linebacker. Different. Uh, safety skills. Uh, like Here's the thing, right? Remember how we were trying to convert Eric Reed into a linebacker? He's already built to play like that. Yeah, yeah. So you got the linebacker that can play safety. We tried to do that with Marcel Harris, too, convert safety into a linebacker. He's already a linebacker, but he could play safety. And a lot of us wanted to draft Marte Malpu from Sacramento State, and this is they didn't, and they ended up going with Jalen Graham. And so you're getting that same type of ability to cover, to drop back, uh, and to get to, you know, to get to the ball. He's not a blitzer. He's not that guy. But you want somebody that's going to find the ball? He's a he's a ball seeking guy. That's that's who yeah, he is. I like that. One thing I would add is just keys. That dude is just a perfect key. And what I mean by that is like every play you have like a read that you're looking for, whether it's the uncovered guard, the up back, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. That dude just understands film and where he's supposed to be at all times, and that takes over for his speed and efficiency. He's not fast. Uh, Jalen Graham's not quick. But whenever you have it up here, you can overcome a lot of those things. You guys and, remember, you know, not to cut you off, but you remember Richard Sherman and how he didn't have the speed, but he had this. And so he would, uh, uh, like, aid in a bed, the quarterback, you know, go ahead and play with it. Think I don't got the cover skills. Don't think I can't play catch up if you want to. It's kind of like he has that mental ability. I didn't mean to cut you off, but that, that's no. what I get from him. Dude, this your show, man. I know my role. <laughs> I know well, what I'm supposed no to do roles. here. What you talk about? I could go for some now, better roles, though. Oh, there we go. There we go. Um, we had a super chat a couple episodes ago. We were signing off, right? I was doing the whole spiel, and I signed off, and somebody got a super chat in as I was signing off, so we didn't get addressed on that show. So I just wanted to say thank you, Damon D. And it kind of goes with this, and I want to I want to turn it over to you because this is a hard question. Who gets more snaps this year? It's what we do, right? That's the role. We were sticking with it. <laughs> D. Winters or Robert Bill Jr. out of these two rookies? Who logs more snaps this year? D. Winters, the linebacker, or Robert Bill Jr.? To, in my opinion, I think it's going to be Bill because of the rotation of the, the edge rushers. And so Bill's going to be used on third and long situations, I would assume. Uh, why? Because speed off the edge. And why not put a super fast guy that only has to beat one guy? He won't see any double teams unless he starts getting double-digit sacks, which I'm going to be like, damn. Like, on third and longs, this guy is, like, racking him up. The one thing he can do is get to the quarterback. What you got to do for D. Winters is throw in the blitz, 
package. And you don't want to blitz all the time because then the teams are going to get used to it. It won't be a surprise and, and such and such and such and such, right? And plus the depth chart of the linebackers. I mean, like you got Greenlaw, you got you got Warner, and then there's guys that are still there on the roster, right? So like your Oren Burks and, and, and those guys, Marcelino McCreary Ball, they can easily be – the the Sam linebacker so it's going to be interesting to see how they utilize him but I I think it's going to be Robert Bill Jr. because when you have a third and I would say what's third and long to you John like third and 13 uh anything Anything over seven anything over seven okay okay so I I was thinking 11 at minimum but anything over so anything third and long they're going to put him out there you won't see Drake Jackson you will see him Drake Jackson in my opinion should be starting and this guy should be coming in relieving and getting Speed off the edge. A la D I like Ford. Yes. I like that. Okay. Uh, I want to talk just some linebacker depth. Okay. Because the Niners did weird things last year. So if we just look at what they did last year, you had your Mike was, you know, none other than Fred Warner. Your Will was uh, Dre Greenlaw, but the Sam was Aziz, but Aziz also was the backup Mike. So if Fred Warner got hurt, Drake Greenlaw's role didn't change. Aziz would jump into that spot. Well, Aziz is gone now. I personally think that that number three Sam Backer spot that Aziz did, I think that's Oren Burks now. Now, here's my question to you. You're in charge of the 49ers depth chart. Where do you put winners and where do you put Jalen Graham? Because I think I don't think they're going to have the same roles. Am I wrong there? No, you're not, but it's weird because I think they're both – Will linebackers? Hmm. Okay, okay, right. So, but like, do you want them both back behind the same guy? Right. That, you which want is Drake them- Greenlaw? Right. I, I, like it's super weird. Actually, you gotta ask yourself this question: Which one of them mother suckers is gonna be able to play special teams? Like that's gonna come down to how you're going to, you know, figure out where they're gonna go. I guess I would put Graham on the on the Sam side, the strong side, and put. Winters on the weak side because he That's has exactly better coverage what I was skills. Thinking. That's exactly what I was thinking. But I feel like they're both wills. They could be. Well, I like. I think the speed or the lack of speed of Graham assures the Sam role. Sam. Yeah. Again, back when we would personnel linebackers, we put who's the biggest freak out there. That's going to be our will backer. Like that was our who's the freak. Does and he then get, yeah. That's a good like point. speed, all that stuff, because you got to run a little bit more. Um, and Sam was, look, we can cover up this guy's inefficiencies, whatever else. We can put him in positive situations. But, yeah, I don't know. And if you look at, again, if we're looking at the Mike spot, who's going to be behind Fred? Man, Marcelino McCrary, Ball, and Curtis Robinson have almost the exact same height, weight, speed, arm length as Fred Warner to a T. And so, like, I feel like you're just too deep at every position now at the linebacker, and they're going to have to sort themselves out. But I, I don't know. Um, it's something I was thinking off the top of my head. I feel like you you answered that well. Uh, oh, what's up? We, we got love for the NBA Jam shirt. I got my Penny Hardaway. There we go, my Shaq. Um, I was a big Penny fan. Uh, I don't know if people need to know that, but it's what it is. It's what it is. Yeah, it, David, the linebacker, it's going to be tough out there, man. It, it's going to be tough. I don't think anybody's guaranteed a spot outside of Oren Burks. We'll no. see. It's gonna be it's it's gonna be crazy. OTAs <laughs> will give us our first look, and then training camp is when they start ramping it up. 
Yeah, I like that. Now let's switch this. Not so much a question here, but we're doing, you know, we're starting to do our 90-man roster breakdowns and background, all that stuff. Did you – I didn't know this. Keith Ishmael, the 49ers signed offensive lineman Keith Ishmael to a yeah. future reserved whatever. That dude was the fifth-round pick that we traded for Trent Williams. Now, see, that I didn't know. I didn't know that either. I, just I don't know how I was, missed it. I don't know, but I knew he was on this roster. <laughs> And I, I remember I said I felt like this is why we weren't going to draft a center because now you got your third string center, and so yeah. that that I, I kind of made allude to that. And then I think they ended up bringing in some offensive linemen, undrafted guys that can kind of you know play on the offensive line and possibly be like a center or not. Uh, like I think Lucky Luciano is there. No, that's not his name. That's what I'm going to call him. Uh, like and some some of the other guys. But no, I I did not know that's what that pick was. That's crazy. We traded a fifth, which was Keith Ishmael, and a future third. That third round pick the following year became Benjamin St. Juiced, who's a corner. Oh, yeah. He's still on the team. I wanted to draft him. Yeah, he was that big, tall, long. He, yeah. I, he, he I am not going to say he kind of comped the, the Keller Witherspoon guy, but he had a great-ass senior bowl. That, that, <laughs> that's when I was like, yo, we got to get this kid. I remember. I'm, I'm gonna crack up whenever we get him in like two years when his oh, contract because it was expires. one of the guys that we were supposed to get. Yep, that's how it works. That's the way it works. All right, next thing, Mike Clay of ESPN. I really like this practice that he's doing. I disagree with most of his takes. Uh, not the biggest ESPN fan, but that's okay. Um, he went through and ranked the top five corners of every single NFL team. 49ers came in at number 24. Now our top five corners, according to him, Charvarius Ward. Diamador Lenore, Isaiah Oliver, Womack, and Ambry Thomas. What are your initial reactions to the 49ers having the 24th best cornerback group? I I I'm not it doesn't it doesn't phase me because they're young. And so no one not knows. Not a lot about of big them. names. Not no, a lot of big and, names. And no one knows about them but us. Like you get what I mean? And so if you want to, if you want to downplay Ambry Thomas, cool. He he, he didn't show up last season. Get it, one hundred percent. And it, it, could he be hurt in the ranking? Absolutely. But after after Ward, and even Diamond Lenore going into year three, I know he had a decent finish to year two, uh, a sustainable year two. Like, can he make that leap and be a number one? Because at the end of the day, this is Mooney Ward has what two more years left. And so you're still going to be looking to have a number one. Is Diamandre Lenore number one? Is it, and he will never know because he has to be that number two guy. Or do the 49ers feel like they have a number two guy and Diamandre Lenore is going to get shifted around? We don't know. We only know we have Mooney Ward and he's the lock. And then after that, it's a big kind of like question mark. So right yeah. now, I feel like Diamo Lenore is going to go in as your number two. But if he's playing better in the slot, better than Isaiah Oliver, better, there might be some shifting going around. Yeah. And Scott, what's up, Scott? He says, what's up, John and Breezy? Do you think Oliver is our starting nickel? Now, before Breezy gets his thing, I got a quick 20-second clip. This is from the man himself talking about why. This is Steve Wilkes talking about why they went and got Isaiah Oliver, and then we'll let Breezy answer that question. Uh, Oliver is someone that I had the opportunity to go against being in that division, and, you know, we didn't know exactly what was going to happen in free agency with Jimmy, and, and when then that d didn't happen, you know, we wanted to make sure that we sort of 
got the best, you know, nickel in free agency, and that's what we went out and did. So I'm excited about Oliver. He's long. Uh, he's physical, uh, can tackle, can cover. Uh, he's going to be a good blitzer for us. Everything that we do within the So, yeah, uh, Breezy, do you think he's going to be the starting nickel, Isaiah Oliver? According to Steve Wilkes, he is. Um, yeah. I, I would like to see what Samuel – I would like to Gosh. see what these other guys – are going to do when it comes into camp. So right now, he's the starting nickel. Can he get beat out? Yup. They paid him pretty good, but man, I just freaking love Samuel Womack. I love him. I I, I, I just don't I, I want him on the freaking field, man. I, I, but I get it. No, because he makes plays. Ugh. I I don't know how great. I don't know if he'll upgrade on as an as an outside cover guy as of right now. I think I felt like, in my opinion, from my assessment on Samuel Womack III, it was just like the kitchen sink thrown at him his rookie year. And that's what you try to avoid as a head coach, right? You try to limit and kind of like, you know, pr protect your players from being thrown. But he had he got thrown in the fire in that Atlanta game where he gave up that touchdown to, was it, was it uh, Kyle yeah. Pitts? I mean, I come so. on. I know he didn't have a touchdown all season. It was Kyle Pitts on a rookie. It's, it's just to me, I felt like he got thrown in the fire a little too early, John. But that doesn't mean that this kid is not going to refine himself and just prepare. He got year one and now year two. And for some reason, is it me or the 49ers players? They like certain players, they just don't go through the sophomore slump. They like yeah. literally like turn up demo right like and, and i think if we're looking at the corner depth chart i think your starters are ward demo and isaiah oliver and i think samuel womack backs up all three we, we saw him come off the bench and be the first outside corner we saw him come off the bench and be the nickel after starting week one at the nickel spot i think it's a four deep rotation and also what's important to know daryl luter jr was not even mentioned in the top five would you put daryl luter jr ahead of ambry thomas on the depth chart already or no I know I usually say I go with the experienced guy, but I think with Luter Jr., you're going to get a dog. So, like, I, I'm I'm always for the dogs. I'm yeah. not saying Ambry isn't a dog. He just might be one of them passive dogs. But but Daryl Luter, uh, Luter Jr., he's an aggressive dog. And, I mean, he he doesn't get beat deep, right? But he might get some flags. I'll leave it at right. that. He plays very physical. Yeah, that's true. Look at this, man. Phil, what's up, Phil? I've been working all morning on your Patreon year two, question. Phil. Year I two. I love it, man. Yeah, year two. Here we go. Thank you for the super chat. Phil's the best, man. When will we see Nick Zakel? Uh, gold helmet guy, or close to it. Uh, I don't think he was officially a gold helmet guy. Where will he play? McKivitz so, and uh, I forgot the other gold helmet guy. McKivitz, Trey Lance, Talano Hufunga. This year we had um, Jalen... Was it? Yeah, no, the tight end, Braden, Braden Willis, oh, Braden and Willis, Jair yes. Brown. Got you. So, are we going to see Nick Zakil this year? And if so, what position? He's going to be your swing tackle. So, so here's what's going to happen. Um, I think you're going to get McKivitz starting at the right. It just makes sense. Start McKivitz. He has the experience. You got to give him a shot. I think. I think, and then I think Zakil takes his spot as the swing over Jalen Moore, over some of the Leroy Watts, and like over some of those other guys that we have in there. 
I think that's what they're going to have. Did you have him more as a guard? Because That seems to be where he took most of his snaps last year. But again, that's kind of his... The attractive and unattractive thing about Nick Sakel is, man, he can play all five spots. That's a good point. But where do you put him at? Is he going to beat out John Feliciano? Is he going to beat out Matt Pryor? Is he going to beat out Jalen Moore? Is he going to beat... I think he, he has been ahead of Jason Poe. I don't know, man. I, I think I mean, a does, guard it, is probably the qu- where they want him. Okay. The question is, does he have to this year based on the type of contracts that we've given to some of these free agents? Yeah. So he could be another person that you stash for another year, right? And then once those one-year contracts expire, he's gotten more experience, more time, and then boom. Yeah, there we go. Uh, now, before we get to some more questions and some more stuff coming through, I do want to let everybody know, 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. Uh, we've got a lot of trips coming uh, this upcoming year. Uh, let, let's get the uh, – yeah, details come out Thursday. The site will be live Thursday. You'll be able to buy your tickets. Um, we're doing a lot of fun games, man. So the ones that we are confirmed on, week one at Pittsburgh will be there. Week 5 at home versus the Cowboys will be there. Week 7, Minnesota for Monday Night Football. Week 10, Jacksonville. Week 12, Seattle, that Thanksgiving day. We're going to do a Thanksgiving tailgate up there. Um, And then week 15 at Arizona. That's the ones that we have confirmation now. I'm working through the details. We're working through all those things. Pittsburgh's almost completely locked up. We're going to have a great time in Pittsburgh, man. Uh, But if you haven't yet, if you're around any of those things, you come party with us. What's up, Jack? Jax, I love it. Um, 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. Just remember that Thursday, the site will be live with tickets available to be purchased. And we're going to do early bird pricing to reward the listeners of this show and Wayne show. So you want to save some money on those tickets. And a lot of our tailgates, you know, it's all you can eat, food, drinks, liquor, all that stuff. And you party with us. We do giveaways. We do too much. How are you feeling about the road trips this year, Wayne? We're going to have a funky good time In the words of my long lost cousin James Brown We're going to have a funky good time I can't wait I love James Brown Back to uh, We talked Jamie Robinson Right right? Played by the same actor The Jackie Robinson Yeah Yeah. Just saying One of my favorite shows man Uh, One of my favorite movies uh, So good So good Uh, Yeah So look at that Kim Three Danes Coming all the way from Wow, uh, coming to Seattle. I love it. We messaged this morning. I'm excited to hang out again. We hung out in Vegas last year. That was a blast. Um, all right, here we go. Wayne, I'm doing some research. I get an email asking, what are the chances we have another stud undrafted free agent running back in this Kalen LeBourne guy? Is he for real? And so I admit, I haven't watched much film on him. So I start doing my research. So I type in, Kalen Laborde Pro Day. I'm getting all these measurements. I'm scrolling through this article, and I scroll to the bottom of the article, and guess what I saw? What? Wayne P. Brown. I was reading your damn article. And I didn't even know it. I didn't even know it. <laughs> so, I first I was about to say, who the, who the hell is Wayne P. Brown? I forgot. Yeah, when so, I write, uh, use my government name. <laughs> that's right. You're, it's a 49ers Webstone article, which was really, really good, by the way. I didn't know Thank I was you. looking at your article. Um, talk to me about this guy, man. Oh my gosh, yo. I don't know how we find running backs anymore. Whatever it was in the beginning is gone. Past is the past. You got to put your behind in the past. What, what What's going on right now is, uh, I think, I think Bobby Turner has full, uh, control and, and, and Kyle Shanahan 
fully trusts him. 1,484%, right? It's all there. Bobby says, I think I, I could get some stuff out of this guy, man. Take a look at this guy. So the fact that they didn't draft any running backs, Kyle Shanahan made it funny about that, and then they go out and get two studs that can actually find a way to make this roster, and then you're saying to myself, damn, hey, you ain't got to worry about injuries. You ain't got to worry about these things. Why? These players have played very tough football. Here's the thing that I love about him. Dealt with injuries his first couple of years at Florida State, transferred to Marshall. Next thing you know, this kid is number 10 in NCAA in rushing yards, right? Number 10. Who's on that list, John? Who's your running back, John, from Texas? Uh, B. John Robinson? Yeah, he's on that same mother-freaking list. Here's the thing that I like about him the most. Yards after contact. Yards after What does that mean, John? What does yards after contact mean, bro? It means he's tough, which is crazy with how small he is. Under 200 pounds, 5'8". He's small little bowling ball, man. He's tough. He's bro, tough. Bro, he don't, doesn't fall down. He doesn't go down after contact. That's going to be scary. How does he make this roster? Ooh. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I think we go with four. And I thought the four were locked. But it depends on how great this kid's camp is. His only uh, red flag is pass protection. And he didn't give up any sacks. Gave up one sack his whole career in college. But he gave up a lot of pressures. And I think that's kind of like what hurt him a little bit, especially in the draft process. Um, plus, he went to Marshall. So you let that and I will say this. You know, one thing that I thought was interesting he was dismissed from Florida State. Like, they asked him to leave the program. Several yeah. suspensions. Yeah. Uh, I tried figuring out what they were. The only thing that I could find on one of the suspensions for a bowl game that he missed was marijuana possession, Florida. Their rules are different. So that one I can kind of be like, all right, whatever. But there's a reason why he was an undrafted free agent. This kid, I went back in high school because I was like, man, I know that name. He was the number one all-purpose running back coming out of high school for the country. I, I think he was – yeah, like, uh, what was his ranking? He was the 20, was it 26, 29th overall high school prospect that year he came out. Head of Cam Akers, um, head of a lot of other big-time players that at the running back position. But, man, somebody just said, you know, he destroyed their Irish. He had, this is, you could talk about Marshall and, okay, they don't play against a lot of great teams. Right. Listen to that stat line versus Notre Dame. 31 rush attempts, 163 yards, 5.3 yards per carry, one touchdown, like, Dude just butchered them. Um, they beat you, Notre Dame. They yeah. beat Notre Dame. When you play well under the lights, under the big lights, that's kind of like what stands out. Playing them smaller schools doesn't really matter, but when you play that one game, that's all you kind of like need to see. And and again, character issues, not character issues, but just little little flaws to why he like people might not want to take the chance on him. I tell right. you what, the, the the laws are a little bit different now, especially in California. We'll see what happens though. At the end of the day, this kid is You're a tough on the runner. talent. Very much so, very talented. And here's the kicker. As I'm writing the article, I put out the tweet first. And so the funniest thing was you know, I didn't know. I didn't. I don't tag the players in tweets, right? So I, I don't. I, for some reason, I don't want them to get all the the mentions happening to them because I get a lot of activity on Twitter. And so he hit me up in the DMs. I was like, "Yo, this kid don't look like he run a four or five because what I read on one website from his pro day, it was a four or five, but that website was wrong. I think it was like NFL 
draft base or some bull crap. And I'm like, well, they need to get their shit together. He DMs me, and he's like, I'm more like a 4-4 guy. <laughs> I don't like my bad. <laughs> okay. I got from, man, I don't remember the official site, but I I wanted to find the first one because Pro Day numbers are all over the place. The first number that I found twice on different two different sites was 4.4440 at the Pro Day. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we'll do that. Now, I will say this. Um, I've already downloaded the All-22 tape on him versus Bowling Green. Um, so I got to do an airport run cool. later on. But this I'll, afternoon, I'm going to be doing a breakdown on that. Let me know how well he played against Carl Brooks. I'm curious to know how well he did. Yeah, I'm going to be watching that one. He was a hell of a player. He was he was a big-time player. So, all right, let's turn it over to the professor, Clayton. He makes this thing just run smoothly. Let's start getting to some of these live uh, questions. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> uh, Laborde is not jaw. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I don't like – I'm scared already. He is a showboat like primetime, but not a moron. Weed is like a cigarette as long as nobody – okay. That's his stop. Yeah, I'm with you, Oscar. I think – you can discount a lot of those things, and again, there's a big difference between taking an undrafted free agent with quote-unquote character concerns versus taking a first or second round guy. Um, the 49ers have targeted a lot of players that usually are high-character players, so we'll see. He's got to. Ha- he's there. He's with the team. Hopefully the play shows. He can prove to be a valuable teammate, and we can move forward with this. There's a reason why he went undrafted. Hopefully the 49ers can capitalize on that and bring him into the the program and start getting some better stuff. I like that. Uh, Stay away from that jaw stuff. Jason, um, watch some gold highlights. I know his leg isn't as strong as Moody. This is huge. One thing that I think people don't understand, gold didn't want to be here. I'm not so sure the Niners wanted gold here. Mm. Would you agree with both those, Wayne? Uh, Yeah. Well, well. I mean, Gold had a defect. Uh, he couldn't kick the damn ball in the end zone. Could not and, do it. And Mitch can't either. So we it was a it's a bad <laughs> pairing. Yeah, it was terrible. Uh, it, and I think as a as a as a head coach, as a special teams coordinator, I think because of the way the NFL set out, hey, how about not having our guys going down there and then you know just kick the damn ball in the end zone, and get a touchback. I think that's kind of like where we're going. The one thing I know that Jake Moody can do is kick the damn ball through the end zone. And so I don't think you have to be – that doesn't take much of a transition. Now, kicking field goals under pressure, under the lights, is different. But the field is the field. 100 yards is 100 yards. And I and I think I was on with Larry Kruger. And I, I, somebody asked me about Moody being able to do it in NFL. Like, the dude did it in the big house. Like, his stadium holds more people and has more television time than what you see on TV for an NFL game. Like, this kid can kick under pressure yeah, in all weather. And that's that's kind of the thing that stands out there. And I think somebody else had a question, like, who could tackle better, Robbie Gold or Jake Moody? Oh, it's oh there it is, Moody. Jason again. Yeah. yeah. There's there's it's, a big difference between Robbie Gold at 40-something and Jake Moody, and he's way bigger. Like, Gold was listed at 6 foot, 190. That I'm telling you right now, that ain't true. Uh, no, it's, th- it's Moody true. by far. He's done it. Uh, his collegiate career. Uh, you guys remember Mitch Wisnowski? He's he going to get that. Yeah, he's a big dude. Moody's six one two ten, and that's young. A big kicker, bro. That's a big kicker. He could play cornerback. Like that's the exact mold of Daryl Luter Jr. Like they have the same physical body, different, but. Yeah, anyway, that's that's what that is. So, yeah, I think that's big. The no- Notorious GAV, what's up, man? Where's my Kyle Juszczyk, uh fan guy at? I love it. 
is this the year? Uh, it is a juice thing. There we go. I didn't even know it was a juice question. I just saw the name. I affiliated with Kyle Juszczyk. Is this the uh, year now or never to win juice's ring? Is juice on this team this time next year? Is Kyle Juszczyk going to be around for more than one year? That's a good question. I mean, it, it depends on his contractual numbers. Uh, I don't know them at the top, off the top of my head. Uh would the 49ers save money on moving on? I mean, it kind of brought in some guys that may possibly be able to do what he does, but I'm going to, there will never, ever be another juice. I don't yes. give a f what these players can do in college. There will never be another juice. So I think you want to tread lightly on that. And if you can get them to play football as long as you can with keeping the, the cap number low, I think you rock with it until juice is ready to walk away from the game. So I think he retires as a 49er he revived his career as a 49er and i think he he goes out he's one of those iron men that's going to go out as a niner i wouldn't try to replace him because you're saying it's six million on the cap that's six, six million is nothing i think this is a kyle use check question to be honest with you i think it's up to use check if right. use check wants to be here he's going to be here kyle loves him and i don't think that's going to change Especially with all these young quarterbacks, Kyle Juszczyk helps them out almost as much as anybody. Just a huge security comfort blanket. So there is a, an option to get out. But again, I think this is all based on Kyle Juszczyk. I think Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch have that conversation. Juice, how, many, how much longer you want to play, buddy? And if he says, yeah, I still got some more time in me, which I don't know if you saw the pictures of him working out. I mean, good Lord. Good, man. God, He's man, in the best shape good. of his career. And it was somewhere in West Virginia or something, but he looked good. Damn. I was like, yeah. okay. Yeah, he freaking jacked. So I, I think that's a use. To, I don't think that the 49ers are planning to supplant him. However, there are players on this roster with a fullback capability. Um, Jack Coletto, who came here, um, had lots of options as an undrafted free agent. Sean Payton really, really wanted him. He chose us. And also Braden uh, Willis, who Braden I, Willis. whenever I watched his tape before he drafted him, I said fullback could be his next spot. So there's options there, but that is a Kyle Juszczyk option. I don't think it's a 49ers option because I think it's up to Juszczyk. Yeah, before we move on to Big Papa, I see him, uh, Notorious JV says stats been declining. I mean, his stats are declining because we have more weapons. Yeah. It, it, it's just more options now. I mean, when Juice was a, a viable option in this offense, he came through. And whenever you need Juice to come through in a clutch, get you a big catch, get you a touchdown – you got him running on goal line runs. Like he comes through. I'm, Juice is not a stats guy. He will fullback will never be a stats guy. They're not utilized that much. Hell, 32, 30 of the thirty-two teams probably don't even use a fullback. I think what Kyle Shanahan has done with Juice, I think a lot of teams might kind of conform to that. But I, I don't think you need stats from Juice. You just need him to make sure he's making the right blocks. He's and got the it, highest degree of difficulty of blocks every damn ever, play, too. Every, every play. no easy blocks for him. Yeah, that's why I don't think you move on from him. I think you let him move on from the game, like you said. Yep, and he's just he's – he's, he's not a captain, but he's a captain. You know what I'm saying? He's an honorary captain. I don't he, think a fullback can be – When he talks, people listen, and he's, he's a lead-by-example character. I mean, there's no flaws. There's no flaws. To that human being um yeah right there way more than a fullback agreed 
Uh, I, I never thought I would have to be persuading you, Notorious GAV, on Kyle Juszczyk. But I love you, man. Appreciate what you do. Appreciate what you do. Uh, Big Papa, here we go. Is there any information on Joey, the big guard slash tackle from Shepard, and his physical condition after leaving practice early on Friday? I haven't had, I haven't gotten an update, so uh, <sighs> they're, I don't they're have so bad about that, and they're not going to let that out. Uh, the only Which thing is I, smart. Can, yeah, it's smart on their half, yeah, yeah, it 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 does them no good because the NFL puts rules on how you have to report injuries during season during training camp. Right now, those are completely different rules. Kyle Shanahan, as we know, will push every single rule all the way possible without He's breaking gonna, it. There it is. So you're not going to get anything unless it comes from Joey or his agent. I hope he's all right. Um, I don't know where he should play. I we I would prefer him to play tackle, but his build, I would say guard. It's the Nick Zickel right? argument all over again. Yeah, he has shorter, shorter arms, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, for yeah, a tackle, yes. But yeah. the Niners always go with short arm guys. Okay. They don't care about that near as much as other people do, but whatever. David, any chance we see Armstead back at defensive end uh, with the uncertainty at the edge position? Uh, Armstead, Hargrave, Kinlaw, Bosa on running downs. I'm going to let you take the – my first inclination is I don't think so. Um, I, I think Armstead is a win inside. When he moved inside, this defense went to elite real quick. Yeah, it did. Um, I think if they ask him to do that, I think the type of a person he is, he will be willing to. I don't think this is what he's going to do. But again, if they, they come to him, hey, man, would you mind doing such and such, blah, 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 blah. But I think the team, I think Steve Wilkes, I think the defense, I think they're going to bank on Drake Jackson. Are they going to bank on their you know, their second-round pick? Uh, and, and, and there's nothing wrong with that, right? Now you can throw this kid in there. They said he got bigger, John. So they said he, he got bigger, he gained weight, he gained muscle. Like, like this is what you needed. You need – the one thing we said that our rookies needed to do that the 49ers were kind of set up to do for certain rookies in their position is allow them to redshirt. And I know that's not what John Lynch said. I know he says that. No, we, when we draft players, we expect them to play. That's BS. They do. They, they The system is like a farm team. It's set up for you to be in the system. But when we call your number, when you're ready, we'll call your number. I think that's how the 49ers are going to continue. And that's why I said – just get the 25-year-to-life the contracts ready. I'm cool if Kyle Shanahan is the coach until I until I go on to glory. Like, Sign I'm cool with it. Sign me up. I'm with you. Ed. You remember the very first, the second year, John Lynch said, and I, most of when John Lynch talks, it's word salad. Like, I'll watch a whole press conference. And I'm like, what the hell did we get out of this? But I think it was his second year. He's like, you know, our first year here, we were just drafting guys because we didn't have people that could play in our system. The second year, he said we transitioned instead of guys that could play now into – what was the word that he used? Pillars of what we're about, right? And so, again, did he say red shirt? No, but that's – what. look at the guys that played last year, early, rookies, right? You talk about Spencer Burford. He only played because there was an injury to Daniel Brunskill. Brunskill would have started if he wouldn't hurt. And Samuel Womack, he played first but then lost that right away to a year two guy. Like – it's just, man, you got to watch it because they're a competitive team. They're not looking for wild cards. They want consistency. And so that's why they're doing that. That's why they're doing that there. Um, 
All right, let's do uh, one or two more questions, and then we'll close out with our number five. Back to uh, Wayne's looking sharp at that black jersey. Michael, he says, since Kalia Davis was redshirted last year, is he attended the rookie minicamps? I believe so. I have no reason to say he isn't there, but I'm not there personally. I saw him in pictures, so he's there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's there. Um, I saw him working out with the defensive line, so he's definitely there. Uh, Excited about him. him. Yeah, I mean, look, the interior is stacked. The exterior is stacked. We just aren't familiar with a lot of the players. So one guy to be familiar with, Drake Jackson, he should be your starting opposite and Nick Bosa. And, and and I think that's what you that's what we need. And then it's all about who's gonna make this roster. Austin Bryant looked good. And and I know he's not getting a lot of love. Cleveland Farrell, like they, these guys are gonna be those rotational pieces. They're replacing Samson Nebukam and Charles Minnehue. The 49ers know what they're doing. Chris Kosirik knows what he's gonna get out of certain players. And don't sleep, Kerry Hyder Jr. is back. And I expect him to be back to the Kerry Hyder that we had him. If they need him to play interior, he can, but I don't think that's going to be his primary thing. I don't want him uh, there either. I don't want him there either. That's not going to be his primary thing. They needed him to do that last year. The 49ers are stacked interior this year. Yep, I like it. One more question. Uh, What game uh, on the schedule are you looking forward to and why? Ooh. Man, I want to say the Dallas game, but I just don't think that they qualify. Um, Funny. Yeah, it's just no respect. I just don't respect them at all. I'm looking forward to the Eagles game. So mm. the game left the worst taste. And it's like going, it's like waking up in the morning, brushing your teeth, and then eating an apple. It's the worst fucking taste ever, yo. It's like it, <laughs> sugar and toothpaste don't mix. Like, you know, and, and I know you rinse your mouth out, I'm sure, but it's something about how the toothpaste still resonates in your mouth. And so it's it was a bad taste. It was a bad taste. I think the 49ers go on the road, and they find a way to leave a bad taste in Philly. There we go. I like that. I like that. I want to say – I'm going to be weird here. I'm going to say the Jacksonville game Ooh. because I want to see how the 49ers play against one of these young beast quarterbacks that throws the ball deep, um, that can kind of move his legs, all that stuff. I think that's going to be a fun game. It's going to be fun. They kind of showed Trent you that, Trent We had the Trent Balky Bowl. They showed you that against Justin Herbert when they beat him. That's he, true. He, he was missing his wide receivers, I believe. But who cares? He still beat him. Yeah, I like that. I like that. All right, Either here we way. go. Oh, go ahead. Shoot, shoot, shoot. No, he said toothpaste and OJ. It toothpaste and sugar. It's just the sugar. Doesn't matter. Might as well be eating eating uh, mint chips from Girl Scouts. <laughs> the, the mint chips. Oh, the cookies. <laughs> yeah, those are trash, man. It's just sugar flavored toothpaste. That's all that is. Um, all right, hey John. What do you think we go against the NFC East this year? Ooh, ooh. I never mind. Save it for my show. Ooh. Just I just got something to do on on the show for Friday. Ooh. That's a yeah. fun one. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about jersey number five all time. Only six players have worn the number five jersey, and almost all of them are recently. Trey Lance, obviously now. Chase McLaughlin, you remember him? The, I do remember Chase. I <laughs> the do. Kick. Uh, Bradley Pinion, we're just sticking with all these kickers. David Carr, even though he didn't play for us, it, he was with us. He wore number five. Jeff Garcia, it's baby. It's got to be Jeff, man. It's got to be Jeff. Jeff Brockhouse. It's got to be Jeff Garcia, right? It's got to be Jeff Garcia. It's gotta, now, it's, that's easy. The, here's but Brad, one of the. But, but, but Pinion is my number two. Oh. Yeah, I think that would be correct as well. It, so. 
Pro Football Reference does this AV, approximated, approximated value, based on what they do. And so I look up all these number fives, and they give them numbers. So, like, to put this into perspective, Jeff Garcia has a 75, Bradley Pinion a 6, Trey Lance 4, Chase McLaughlin 1, David Carr 0. And for the first time, I've never even seen this. Jeff Brockhouse has a negative 1 approximate value. And I was like, What? I never knew there were negative grades. So then I looked up how many players have a negative grade for the 49ers for their career, and there are five of them. Ooh. Five. Four are kickers. Yeah, yeah, never heard of most of these guys. But one of them's a quarterback. Could you – this is impossible question. You want to guess uh, which quarterback had Jim a negative? Jim Miller. It's nope, got to be – not him. 2007, if that helps. It's an old It's an old hat that played elsewhere. It came here for one year, 2007. 2007. He had oh, a God. negative two. Let me tell you his stat lines, and then I'll tell you who he is. He went one for five as a starter, um, started six games, seven touchdown passes, 12 interceptions with eight lost fumbles. <laughs> he had a seven to 20 touchdown to intercept or turnover ratio. Uh, not Kamrazi. Nobody. I'm not seeing anybody say that. I even gave you the Give year. Give me I'll another just, hint. Where did he come from? We all know him. Um, he Trent Dilfer. Trent Dilfer. There ah! it is, baby. Trent Dilfer oh. nailed it. Nailed hey. it. Hey. <laughs> I, I, as soon as you said he he came from somewhere, it just hit me. Trent freaking Dilfer. Ooh. He was a bum. Yeah. With the Super bad. Bowl ring. And I his can't his. Out. He took a year off after 2005. Came to us in 2007 that his career was done. D-U-N, over. Cannot play the when, NFL did, anymore. Who won the Super Bowl with the Ravens? Oh, he did, but that was 2000. So that okay, was seven so that years was, before. Was, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. Which yeah. he didn't do anything anyway no. to get the ring. He did not. His numbers, he had 12 touchdown passes, 11 interceptions that Super Bowl year. Yep, that was it. That was it. Anyway, I, I thought that was a fun way to end it. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Dilfer. <laughs> yeah, why not, man? Why not? It, number five, and here's to hoping Trey Lance could, you know, do some things and we, we can get some good stuff. Oscar says, I'm always smiling when I listen to this show, and my wife questions, what are you smiling at? Dude, we're here to have a good time, baby. Um, this was fun. This was fun. And I'll be on Wayne's show uh, Friday. Yes. 8 a.m., baby. Uh, thank you, Clayton, the man behind the scenes. Wayne, you're the absolute best. Hey, Take us I out of ask, here. Oh, go can ahead. Can I ask, can my Patreon members, like, send me some ideas like y'all do, John? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> do they know how hard it is to come up with this stuff? Yeah. It's a lot, man. You got to be careful what you ask for because you're going to get – here's what I'm doing. Phil asked me about helmets. And so I spent an hour this morning going through the history of the oh, helmet never from never leather mind. caps to helmets to the face ne- mask. And so I, I love it, though, man. But I'm just saying. Well, can can your Patreon members <laughs> send you? And then we'll talk about it on Friday. <laughs> that is awesome, man. Clayton, behind the scenes, thank you so much making the show go smooth. Appreciate all you guys. Wayne, close us out, my friend. It's been a great time, guys. Stay up. But most importantly, stay strong, faithful. We're oh, out. I love it. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.